0: so without further ado let's get to it what is going on everyone hello
1: hello hello and sue thank you so much for joining us now
2: excited everyone
1: to, to everyone out there uh you got to know sue and let me tell you why so sue helps business owners claim peace and roi that's part of my favorite piece here mm-hmm. that we talk about the peace and roi uh, on social media by elevating process power and productivity. That is a mouthful as an ex-tech startup turned entrepreneur who brings holistic approach founded in strategy while focusing on bringing out the inner purpose. Sue, I am so, so excited to have you here. I know our previous conversation was such a great one that we had to have you on the show. So it's right here.
2: Thank you so Thanks much. So much. We, had, we had a great dynamic. I loved chatting with you guys. So I'm excited to uh, be able to bring it to your people.
0: Now we're excited to have you. This is a perfect example of why Corey goes first. He gets <laughs> to say all the hard stuff. And I just say, gosh, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh,
2: so, yeah, I am a um, ex-corporate tech startup world um Uh, rat, I guess it was kind of the old school world, right? Old school word was in that world for about 16 years. And I just had this bug that I knew there was something greater I wanted to do. I didn't quite know what that was yet. um, But I went through a lot of uh, workaholic, uh, high stress, and a lot of things that actually quite took me down from a health and stress perspective in that world. And so I thought, you know, I got to a few turning points in my life and decided, why am I working so hard for somebody else, for something that maybe isn't my passion. Let me take all of these skills and apply them in a new way, in my way that I can choose and work with the people that I want to work with. And so in when I was in the world of tech startup, kind of the first round, when that bubble burst way back in you know the early 2000s, I wore all the hats. And so I thought I'm gonna just take all these hats and put them together in my own way. And so in 2009, I made the bold move of saying I'm out and then set on my plan to, well, what I'm doing now is not what my plan was, but <laughs> it has evolved greatly. And I'm really excited about that. And that's where a lot of my lessons come from.
1: Nice. Well, a- another piece of your introduction that I didn't mention was uh, your your fitness expert by night. And- <laughs> I you know, you mentioned there that being in the, the corporate exec world, your health was was lacking. Like, tell me, how did you turn, you know, even to the fitness side and, and, and make the health such a priority that you're sharing it with others?
2: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting how it all came together, because I was definitely that person in the world of tech. I was like this all day. Then I got home and I was like this all night and then I probably slept like this, you know, And there was a lot of, you know, I dealt with a lot of anxiety eating on the go, not eating super healthily. and I was always active, but not in a way that it served me right and not in a structured way. And so I've always been um, a dancer and a runner. So I was always in that world, but not from the teaching perspective. And so when I quit that job, I was taking a lot more fitness classes, trying to get back on a more consistent routine for myself in ways that really fed my soul more. And I just kept hearing from people, you should teach this class. You should do this. You should get into that. And I thought back and I thought, you know what? When I was in the corporate world and I was working with trainers, there was always this little voice in my head that said, I should have done this. You know, and sure, it wasn't the thing my dad was telling me to do growing up, be a fitness instructor, you'll make all kinds of lacking income in that role. But, <laughs> but it was always a little voice in my head. And I thought, well, I'm too old for that. Well, that's not true. Because at age 37, I became a certified fitness instructor, and I'm certified in a wide variety of formats. And in spite of today's world, we've gotten creative. Um, And so I'm still teaching some fitness classes a couple times a week through Zoom. Um, And that was really something that I started to really realize as I got more into speaking and the wellness side of what technology does to us that path really came together to also support each of my passions. So it was really cool. One of the unexpected things that took place in my journey.
0: I love that. I, I love the, and I've talked about this uh, before, the should haves, the should've yeah. could'ves and the regrets that you can have around, gosh, I should have done that. And that was actually one of the conversations I, I had with my wife when I was thinking about doing this crazy thing with Corey that made me quit my job. <laughs> you know, she's like, uh, I was like, but I don't want to have the shadows, honey. Uh, really? I don't want to. I don't want to look back and go, I should have done that. I should have done that. Yeah. You know, but I've never said I should have been a health ins- health uh, instructor in the evening time. I never <laughs> would have said that. I probably didn't say that in the daytime either. But yeah. <laughs> it's awesome that you found time, and, and that's one thing that I want to kind of ask about. Cause I know a lot of people will use the excuse of, I don't have the time. Right. right? So how did you, besides just saying I made the time, like right. what was the click to, to do that?
2: Yeah. Well, and definitely for me, teaching made a huge difference. Cause I will be honest, if I was just the student side saying, I need to go take this class, I need to get to the gym, I need to go run, it would probably be a very different story, especially if someone's starting with that, right? Because if you don't already have that motivation, creating that routine is very difficult. And so for me, Um, I may have always been a very others focused person. And if I am committed to you, I am going to be there. And that's been really great because it is something that was like, I have my class schedule and then I start to build my community of people that I absolutely love and adore and we just feed each other's soul. So if I'm working on something, I'm making that class time happen no matter what. And so I show up, I will be there. And then, you know, once that consistency is set, then it becomes a lot easier to make happen. But it definitely is hard because, especially in, you know, as entrepreneurs and we get into our creative zone and you're like working on something and then something breaks and then you fix it and you're in that zone and it's like, I gotta do this thing, right? And so then you have to find a way to structure leaving things off at a point that you can jump back into without pulling through that cobweb of where was I at? What was I doing? And so that alone made me have to create some processes and structures to say, here's where I left off, package it all up nicely, so I can come right back in and and keep moving forward.
1: Ah, I love that. And, you know, Ron and I, it made me think of when Ron and I do any of our coaching, You know, it just goes back to, uh, you know, we try to get everybody if you're going to learn it, you got to do it and then you got to teach it. Right. And and so the best way to truly implement things is to is to learn it and then do it and then teach it. And and so you being a a health by night fitness instructor like that helps get that part of it and and, uh, it forces you to just go and do it. So anybody can take that outside of anything that they're doing if they want to actually do it. If they want to actually be good at it, then mm-hmm. learn it, do it, and teach it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: make it a requirement.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So, all right, two thousand nine, yeah, you made the leap. Now, did you did you just get so sick and fed up with everything that you're just like, I am done. I'll figure it out. Or did you slowly start to build up a side hustle, which eventually led to a full time hustle? Like, where where did you go to make that leap?
2: Yeah when you talk about the you know we shouldn't I shoulda or had a shoulda my shoulda for a long time was that I should have tried the side hustle thing right um because even though I wore all the hats and I knew what to do, it's very different when you're in the world and trying to make it happen. Um, but that's not what I did. I, uh, yeah, I went from one experience in tech startup that was just absolutely amazing. And we're still like a family of people who are still connected on Facebook and work with each other and collaborate. And this is back, when, back from like 2006, that company closed and we're still connected. It was such a great experience. Then I went on to another one that was not the same. Um, it was just very different from a morale and motivation and all of that. And it that's, that's when I really started to get in that mode of my wellness was suffering, um, and, but I was go, go, go. And so it felt to me in a way because I went to this big event, it was this big motivational event where I was learning from all these people. And I was like, all right, I've been thinking about this for a while, I'm doing it. And I came home Sunday night, I wrote my resignation letter. I walked in Monday, I gave it to my boss and he was just like, what? And I kind of had felt like I just did it, but then as I was going through my laptop, I had had a document that I'd been running for six months that was titled why I need to leave my job. (laughs) So I've been kind of racking up things that were happening. um, And a lot of it wasn't just the job itself. It was just how things were resonating with me, what I was going through, um, and just things that I knew I wanted to do differently. So, But yeah, looking back, I'm like, could I have side hustled? I think the person that I was, the workaholic that I was, I couldn't have made both happen. I think it's great for a lot of people to do that. Um, if you have the boundary setting skills, and you can make that work for you. Um, but it just just didn't work for me. And that's okay.
0: <laughs> I, I, I love uh, you brought up boundaries, right? Because uh, I, I talk about boundaries a lot. I'm bad at making them, but I can talk and teach them really, really well. So <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of people, if, if they put the right boundaries on what they're doing and they are true to themselves and their values, Mm -hmm. they might realize what they're doing is just busy work. And that's probably why they're feeling the way they feel at night that they don't feel fulfilled. It -hmm. could be you're not doing what you're called to do.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, and the, like you say, the busy work, That's such an important part of, you know, I work on social media strategy development with people and they don't realize, a lot of times people don't realize how important that is. It's important as your, as your main business strategy, but if they don't do that, it creates all this busy work and it's just, I got to do this thing and I got to put this out and I'm going to create this. I'm going to check on that. And it's a frantic state of being and without having a plan and you're just doing that busy work, um, it's really exhausting. But then if you layer on to that, you don't even enjoy what you're doing. Um, that emotional exhaustion feels just like physical exhaustion, and that uh, then that also leads to you not taking care of yourself actively as well. So it's a whole vicious cycle.
1: Yeah, it's it's so funny how one can be just you feel physically exhausted at the end of a of a day, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing things that you don't like to, and even though you probably burned zero calories, you know, or very very minimal minimal calories, right? right. Uh, so,
2: so,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got risk calories. Uh, so you, you mentioned about strategy and helping people with strategy. And I know that's mm-hmm. kind of one of your your big things. So walk us through, like, what is that process? And I know we haven't really talked about exactly what you're doing and helping mm-hmm. how you're helping people with your business. But, but walk us through the, the point of, of helping somebody find the strategy with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it can be hard to convince a small business owner to take that time to do that, especially in today's world um, where people have really, you know, to use the cliche term of the year, have pivoted and they're really just trying to keep up. And but again, it gets back to, like Ron said, that they're just busy, busy, busy and not necessarily making something happen. And so the focus on the strategy is, you know, you can be doing all kinds of work, but if you're not reaching the right people, it's not going to help you. If you're not speaking to people in a way that comes from what you're passionate about and what your purpose is in your business and really addressing the needs of those people, that message isn't going to get across. And then the perspective in social media is I've worked with clients just training them on like LinkedIn or Facebook. I have literally seen people sit there for a good 20 minutes just not knowing what to put in that post box and and it's a source of anxiety for people because they're like i don't want to look like this person (laughs) and i don't want to you know i don't want to be judged and i don't know what to say but all of that goes back to making your plan because if you know what your purpose is and you know what you're passionate about and you know you're in integrity with yourself and who you're serving and why and how you're serving them that message flows and that's everything in reaching the people you're trying to reach online.
1: We got no audio, Ron.
0: How about now? Ah. We're all
2: good. (laughs) ah, Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: back. So you said so much right there that, um, you know, Corey and I have experienced where, you know, he, he doesn't, you know, we've talked about it on the show multiple times. He's not a big social media person until we got together. Uh, I have a problem with hashtags. Like Ooh. I will spend hours trying to figure out what hashtags to use. And they're like, I don't even know if they're that important. Like, just to be completely honest. I mean, I do, but like for myself, like it's easier for me to do it for clients. Right. For my own stuff. And, and that's something that's, that's difficult, but let's talk a little bit about hashtags for people. Yeah, Um, How do you go about getting people past that? I don't know what to put on the hashtag, right? Yeah.
2: So again, actually creating a hashtag strategy is important because if you are every time you do a post, you're like, what should I put? Here's a keyword. This one sounds like a fun emphasis. Go check a couple of things that went by that day. Is it really serving you? We don't know. And the idea is that, so I've written a couple of blogs and I call it hashtag desperation. (laughs) And a lot of people just think that I'm gonna use all these big hashtags and then everyone will see me and I'll get all this visibility. Well, that's just not the case because one thing um, to keep in mind is that if you're using hashtags that are being used by millions of people The only people really getting seen are those big influencers, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be if Gary Vaynerchuk is trending in a hashtag and I go use it. That's not going to probably lead people to see my posts, right? Um, Because when you go to the top, it's those influencers. Then there's the recent, at least on Instagram. Facebook is starting to use them a bit more. LinkedIn is also, but people are still like, what are you doing? Calm down, mm-hmm. right? So you need to have a plan that's not just about the hashtags that you're using and how relevant they are, but also then applying it to the channel. And so one guideline that I give clients that I work with is sure, pick a few from the top, top echelon that millions of celebrities are using, then pick a few others from that mid range and then pick a few smaller ones because that's actually a huge gap that's out there because just cause there might be 5,000 to 10,000 people using it, if they're your people, you're gonna get seen there. And that's where it's about the quality over quantity. And so that strategy can take time, but at least you might say, all right, let's sit down for two hours guys and do some research and map out four categories because then every time you post, you're like, this group copy-paste, this group copy-paste and it's a lot easier.
1: Ah, so good. Uh, yeah. So for someone that hates social, I was a certified uh Facebook voyeur back before <laughs> Ron and I started working. Thanks
2: I I uh, for that. <laughs> I, I should,
1: I should. Uh, some, yeah, I, I basically looked at some, you know, family and friends and their posts, but I never once would post a single thing. People would tag me. I'm like, Oh, there's, there's something I'm posted in, but I would never do it myself. And uh, so for, for people like me, and and now obviously, you know, this is live in multiple social platforms. Yeah. Like I get the need for it, but but walk our audience through like why, if they have any kind of entrepreneurship business, why should they be on social in any way, shape, or form?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. And in particular, we've elevated our reason in today's world because. You can't really go see humans in the way that you used to. Um, And so, and a lot of businesses have literally had to shift from doing business live to selling on Facebook and selling on Instagram. So that's one big reason. Um, But also everything is in some way online these days. There was a statistic I just shared earlier in a webinar. I think it was 82% of people that are connected to a brand or looking something up online look for negative and positive reviews before they do business with you and so you have to be there to capture that you have to be there to respond and react to that and you have to be there to establish your personal brand and your trust and your loyalty so if some bad reviews come through your community is like what not her not ron not corey they're the best that's ridiculous because people will do that they'll come to your rescue if there's a troll or something bad out there so part of it is you have to be able to monitor your brand and control it um, and it just simply is the way that people do business today you know even if there was no pandemic right now people do their research there people are going to find you there if someone refers somebody if someone says I'm selling my house and they get a handful of realtors, they're going to go to LinkedIn and look those people up. And if your profile isn't there, next one. So you just have to find a place to be there in some way so that you have presence. And it really is, if there's no presence, there's also a lack of um, just truth and validation of your business and your brand.
0: Yeah. I, I love talking, uh, you said about monitoring your brand. You know, I think so many people... Uh, you know, Corey and I were in the restaurant field. I owned a restaurant mm-hmm. and we then helped people franchise restaurants. And there were so many people that just figured, Hey, if I put a sign up that's a restaurant, I'm going to make money because it's a sign and it's food and people have to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you. That's not how that works. Like, like you actually have to go in, you have to do the work. You have to, you have to be a part of it, but you have to monitor the customer service, the brand, all of those pieces. Cause if you don't do that, no one else is going to do it for you. Exactly. And No one's going to care as much as, as you do. Right. Yeah. And especially in
2: the restaurant industry, places like that, Yelp is just free range commentary and you just get someone who had a bad day I'll go out there and truly try to destroy you on Yelp. And you've got to be there to meet that.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. So hashtag don't be a troll out there. So,
2: <laughs> oh, exactly.
1: Um, <laughs> I figured out my first hashtag. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: all
1: right. I want to shift gears a little bit because we, we've been talking a little bit about what you're doing now. And I really, I want to dig into more, but before we get too far along, I want to hear about the past. I want to hear about, we all know hindsight's 2020, 20, right? We all know if, if we had perfect hindsight, we would never make a mistake. Uh, so if you could go back in time with the knowledge that you have now and uh, the hindsight ability, what advice would you go give a younger Sue? Yeah. Could have been a younger yesterday or younger 10 years ago.
2: <laughs> you know, I think what I would have told myself. So when I said I, um, in my, role in the corporate world and in tech startup, I wore every hat. I pretty much did, except the sales hat. And that then when it became, wait, I'm selling me and the realization that in my work, okay, I know I'm good at what I do and I'm trying to, I know customer service and I know technology um, and I, I know marketing and I know operations and I know finance. But the realization when I came out and was like, oh, yeah, I, I I did management consulting for five years. Doesn't mean that, like you said, I hang a shingle and then there's a line out my door. You know, and so it was, okay, also breaking that perception of you need to be a salesperson because that scares a lot of people who think that icky car salesmen or the people who drop into your messages like i looked at your website ralph and i can help you you know and my name's not ralph and i don't need your help on my website but um you know it doesn't have to be that way but it would really be like hey sue you know what you also need to be a salesperson And that doesn't mean you need to be aggressive and it doesn't mean you need to be annoying, but you need to kind of what I work with people on now, craft your message, know who you're going after, what they need and how you're going to help them. And that was the part that I didn't really formulate when I started my business. And when I realized that, like, God, I have to be a salesperson, crap. You know, I, I would have liked to go back and lay the foundation for that a little bit more for myself before I just left
0: my comfortable job learn on someone else's time right
2: yeah right (laughs) that
0: that is so funny you brought that up Corey and i uh, i think i just was telling him about a conversation my wife and had i had about sales and every gosh every personality profile every thing every boss is like you should go be a salesman i'm like i don't want to be in sales that's good. No way. Right. And she goes, it's kind of like you're in sales now. I go, no, it's not. I'm not in sales no. at all. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it's, it's interesting because there's, there is a personality to it. And there, is, you know, if, if people struggle at sales, I would just say, have fun, have fun mm-hmm. doing it. And, and then as you're having fun, your personality comes out. And once your personality comes out, you made it. Exactly.
2: And that's why taking that time to set that strategy, identify your mission and your purpose that allows you to have fun with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Ron and I, we struggled until we know we knew what our message was, what our purpose was, right? Until we knew who we wanted to serve. And I know you and 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 we are all part of uh, a group of being coached by somebody, uh, that's the same. And and one, one thing you had mentioned that I just would love to to hear more about is why you joined. And and one the note I have was to de- help you define your who, and yeah. defining uh, finding your deeper meaning of the who, right? Like that mm-hmm. whole piece, because that is so important. And Ron and I spun our wheels doing absolutely nothing with zero results until we figured out that message so yeah. like tell us like i mean obviously you've had some success since oh nine and and you've uh, you know adjusted your into your business through the, that time period but mm-hmm. talk to us about the who
2: yeah so it's really interesting because in coming into you know the the coaching that we're doing i uh, when i what i saw initially was a facebook ad and it was all about storytelling And I've been working on that I'm like, I really need to refine that. And I've been hearing things like everything coming at me was about like storytelling. I'm like, I need to get more into this, sharing my story. Um, And then I was tricked into all that inner work. (laughs) But it was fantastic because it's what I needed was to define more. And I just think the timing of all of it coming together because I started to feel like, okay, I've been helping so many people This whole time, I've been helping small business owners grow, sell, make money, build their communities. But I always felt like there was um, something I wasn't quite connecting in how I felt about it and what I was doing with people. And then I think also kind of coming together with this coaching group and everything that's been happening with the pandemic, and I started seeing so much fear and business owners having to make a decision. Do I shut down? And then I'm trying to talk to people. Don't shut down. You can sell, go live on Facebook, do this on Instagram. I had a real estate agent that I had a session with the day before everything shut down in Illinois. She had never used Zoom. She had never gone live and she was begging me to still meet with her. And I'm like, I'm I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to, we're going to figure this out. And she ended up figuring out how to go live. you know, I'm training her on Zoom like this and she's screen sharing and um, she was, I'm just gonna cancel the open house. Well, she did it. She figured out going live, she practiced it. She kept the open house, went by herself, live streamed it. And then she was actually one of the first realtors to do it. So she was featured in one of the local real estate magazines for doing so. But I just thought, you know, God, she was gonna just, because of COVID, cancel her open house. And that is a huge thing for somebody to do because who knows what was going to come next, right? You cancel the next one. Now you're not going to sell that next property. And same thing with the local store owners. And then you pair that with what I see so much. And I started referring to this as educational shaming. And there's all these experts out there on social media and they know what they are doing. They're really good at what they do, but they're coming out there like, oh, I will never accept a LinkedIn request if you don't leave me a note. That's just ridiculous. And you're shooting yourself in the foot. And then enter about 20 more comments of people hating on people that do this. Meanwhile, you've got thousands and thousands of business owners and people who have lost jobs who are getting out there on LinkedIn for the first time going, what does that even mean? I don't know what. These people are all mad. I don't know what this means. I'm just not gonna do it. Forget it. And that makes me so angry because this is where these people need to be right now. And because they're relying on some expert and they've literally I've done a lot of polls on this because I found my fire. Right. So I did a lot of polls on this. And there's a lot of things that you would expect, like imposter syndrome and compare and despair. And I don't understand the technology. I cannot even tell you how many times someone literally wrote out. I'm afraid I'll look like an ass. And I'm like, wow, your business is at stake. You lost your job. And educational shamers are making you hold back and not do it. So that is what that really pivoted me into more of a mission. And I created this social media sanity challenge because all of these things, you have to do that work to feel good about what your value is and what you have to offer and what you're passionate about. But it also comes down to get that crap out of your feed right? Stop listening to it. Stop going in. You can backdoor into your Facebook page. You can backdoor into your Facebook group. You can hide people. Um, There's a lot of ways to do that so that you can create a safer space for yourself mentally and emotionally so that then you can just own your value and do what you need to do to survive right now and keep making money.
0: Oh my gosh. This reminds me of a story. And I think Corey's probably going to remember the story when I start talking about it. It's about he and I's feeds. On Facebook okay so this goes back to when we were uh, doing networking and uh, I, all I was seeing was that and it was driving me up the wall and he's like I don't see that at all I was like what do you mean like we're doing the same thing right and he goes oh well you know he this was when he was trying to get me into click funnels and <laughs> this was a while ago and he's like oh, all I see is this person, this person, this person, and how they're doing this and how they're doing this. And I'm learning this. I'm like, I don't see any of that, right? <laughs> what is going on? Why do you get to see all the good stuff? And I'm seeing the stuff that's driving me up the wall. But it, it, it was about controlling your feed, right? Controlling the information that you get, not in a crazy newsy way, like that's happening, but to really understand you're in control of that feed and it's yeah. responding to the stuff you're putting out there yep. thinking it's helping you and giving you the stuff you're asking for, right? Yep. And exactly. if it's not, you're asking for the wrong stuff and you have all the power in the world to change your feed. Yes. Yeah, it's and it's the same thing as
2: like the energy you put out is the energy that returns and that's how social media works too. And yes, it's driven by algorithms, but we are informing those algorithms and people don't realize what they can do with that. And the fact that their actions and behaviors are begetting more of that. And I love this example you guys just gave because you two are business partners and you had completely different experiences. Oh my
0: gosh. It was driving me up the wall because like, <laughs> I, I don't even see that person anymore. I was like, how do you not even see that person that. <laughs> anymore? Like how do you I'm not even way. see that person anymore? I go, did you unfollow him? No. What do you mean no? Like how do, how do you not see that person? It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it
2: too is, and that's part of what I I do in this challenge is just, you know, Hey, find people to unfollow, unfriend, clean your feet up. But even if you don't want to do that, like the way that you engage, you shift your echo chamber right. and that just changes everything. The way you engage with other people what you decide to have conversations on that's presented to you and going outbound and finding things like, Hey, you know what? If I just became friends with Corey on Facebook or just connected with Ron on LinkedIn, and I don't see your content, I'm going to make it a point to go to your profile and interact with something important because then Facebook or LinkedIn is going to say, Oh, you, you didn't want to just connect with them. You want to actually see their stuff. Okay, I get it, right? So we need to send those messages. We need to be more proactive with what we're doing so that the signals we send are intentional and not just responses.
0: Yes,
1: be intentional with everything. So two, two questions here. Or one, when's the next sanity challenge?
2: that's a great question so i do have a facebook group that is the social sanity challenge facebook group and what i've been doing is i set the challenge up there and then i've been going live every day with this 30-day challenge that's been you know in our group of uh insiders and i am planning to kick off another one after thanksgiving so probably the first week of december because essentially what I'm doing is I'm building another course out of this but I want to offer it to people during this time work out the kinks get feedback from people um, and then it will become ultimately become a course that I'll be selling as well but yeah I'm gonna do another one probably first week in December um, depending on when I get back from the other direction back from Florida and so I'll definitely be putting that out there but there's always content going on in the group um, but yeah I'm gonna refine it and and go through the whole process again because Because I think it's an important time with the holidays. It's a whole nother layer of stress for a lot of people and another lockdown that has just been presented to a lot of us. So I think it's a good time uh, to help people strategize, set up a peaceful process and structure for themselves to operate so that they can go hit it hard for 2021.
1: Love it. We're going to have to get the link and join (laughs) you for the next Sanity Challenge. Yes. I want to pull my hair out. Oh,
2: <laughs> and sure. I'd love to hear how your feeds change. You know, you you're you're already on to it, but I'd love to hear if you can experience a little bit more. And there's also processes, right, and ways that I set people up so that they can just completely avoid the news feed if they feel like it. Oh
1: my gosh. Right. Right. I hate one more question. question. I'm going to cut you off cuz No, that's fine. I got to go. All <laughs> right. Um, you you you're in the insiders group. You you saw a Facebook ad and then we were, were sold on the storytelling and uh, joined us with Catherine Jones. Yes. But walk us through, like, have you, walk us through any other mentors you've had, you know, even before entrepreneurship, but you know, the last 10 years, have you found yourself following anybody just on the side or have you invested in yourself with other coaches? Like, walk us through that whole process. And if there's multiple, like, tell us, I'd I'd love to hear kind of other folks uh, process when it comes to investing in themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting, because when even when I left um, my job in 2009, I had started seeing a coach back then. And back then, it was still not quite like in 2009, coaching was like, I don't get it. Not a therapist? Is it just someone telling me what to do? I don't understand. And like, even um, the CEO of Google at the time had started to come out and say, everyone should have a coach. Every executive should have a coach. And everyone's like, he's gone woo woo, you know? And it was just kind of starting to become a very popular thing and not just personal, but business and executive coaching. And um, I had been turned on to the idea just through a lot of other kind of spiritual growth and personal growth conferences and things that I was attending. And so I started working with a guy and it really started, you know, took me through that process of you know, coming to terms in with myself in why am I unhappy here? What is it I'd rather be doing? Um, What's important to me in life? And so that process was really so moving for me that what I ended up, one of the first things I ended up doing after I quit that job was I enrolled myself into a six month coaching program to get certified myself. And so that was the first thing I started doing. I was a certified life and business coach. And I just remember going through that process. And thinking everyone in the world needs to do this. Like, I don't care if you're actually going to use the certification to actively do it. But what ends up happening is everyone that was in that program with me and people I know continue to do this. It doesn't mean you have to go out and be a life coach. It doesn't mean you have to go out and be an executive coach. But the skill set that that brings to you in the work that you're doing in any way I, you know people are coaching or people are social media consultants or people are fitness instructors or people are running a sales team at a manufacturing plant it just helps you lead better and it helps you connect and understand people better so i think that's something that's helped me help differentiate me and my work in that i'm not someone who says you have to do this and you have to do it this way and here's your template right i take from people, what are they passionate about? Why are they doing what they're doing? Um, you know, maybe a lawyer should use TikTok or Pinterest. I don't know, let's figure out what you love to do, right? So it comes from that perspective. Um, but then I did, I definitely continued to follow other people to just really elevate, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has always been someone that I followed and I kind of have a love hate relationship with him because I learned so much from him, but he is also that hustle mindset that gives people that anxiety and overwhelm. So it's a good person for me to follow in. Like here's the things that make sense and that work for a small business owner. And here are the things that maybe you're just not ready for yet and that's okay. Um, and then Mari Smith is another one. She has taught me everything. I know about Facebook. Marie Smith is basically the global Facebook queen. I think she knows more about Facebook than Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, there are people that I continue to follow. But yeah, throughout, I've always had a business coach of some sort. Um, but Catherine has just taken it to complete new levels, and I'm really excited about that. And the timing was just perfect.
0: Yeah, Catherine's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. All right. Well, I'm sure people are like, I need to get some social strategy in my world. (laughs) And they're probably like, how do I get in touch with her? So where can our listeners find you or get in touch with you? Excellent.
2: Well, you can find me at sukotch.com. Um, I've been actually doing strategy workshops because, you know, if people aren't ready for a big longer term investment, their business is struggling, they're trying to figure out what to do. I've actually created a webinar workshop that I'm going to be doing monthly. Um, so if people want to get on my list for that, they can go to uh, sucotch.com And then I'm also creating um, a social media vault of courses. And so that's actually... Socialmediavault.com is another place where people can get on my list. And what I'm so excited about is that I have Google Drives of presentations and content and training resources and tutorials and case studies that I've been doing for the last 10 years on a Google Drive collecting dust. And I've been thinking for the longest time, like, I need to do something with this. There's so much value here. And so this opportunity that um, we've been presented with, again, was perfect timing for me to create something like that. So it's going to have everything you need from foundation to advanced of setting up the process, the structure, the strategy, and then into the different channels that um, people may decide to venture into so that's in the works um and if people want to get in on that early again like my social sanity challenge it's going to be a bit of a beta proving ground that we can have fun with and get in to provide the feedback and get it at a really good um you know great opportunity so
1: well i love it i'm sure you'll see ron and i's email in that in that list uh, to get in there but, all right. So last, last question for me. And, and first off, Sue, I want to thank you so much for, for being here today. Uh, definitely been a pleasure to to talk with you and, and get to know you even further here. Um, such like-minded, uh, you know, just experiences from working the corporate world to going on our own. And, uh, and at the end of the day, like just the whole, your whole take on sales, right? Like all of us, I feel like we're about the same. And the fact that, if, if you buy from me, awesome. I'm gonna to talk to you about it. I'm gonna give you the offer and you like it, you like it. If you don't, it's okay. It's yeah, okay, it's okay. I don't it for right? And we're kind of that same, like that's why I don't mind sales now because at the end of the day, I'm not out there pushing and hustling. I'm just offering what I have. And if you like it, awesome. So- Right, exactly.
2: Uh, There's enough for everyone and not everyone is for everyone and that's all right.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. So big goal for 2021 right you're getting ready to launch this vault you're getting ready to go through another challenge for a course like what's what's the ultimate goal for sue in 2021
2: uh, my ultimate goal is that I do have a community of people who really embrace their value have been able to save their business, grow their business, get those jobs in spite of what the pandemic has faced them with. And that further propagate that message of basically strategy, sanity, and then keeping yourself educated and moving on to those next bigger and better things. Because like you said about the sales thing, if you're uncomfortable with that, It's really about the messaging and it's really about connecting with people. And when you know what you've got in here and you value that and you get rid of all that other noise and the things that hold you back and you put that out there, that's what that's what's going to make it happen. So my big goal for 2021 is just that being able to help hundreds, hopefully thousands of people um, continue forward in their entrepreneurial journeys or jobs and continue learning and accelerating that so that they can continue to do more and more and help more and more people in turn.
0: So nice. oh, That's awesome. Thanks so much for coming. I know you've probably uh, got a ton of people that are listening that are, will be heading your way. So we're <laughs> excited that you spent the time with us today.
2: Oh, I appreciate it, guys. It's an honor to be here and join you and share. And I'm just really excited to see your the rest of your series you have coming up with all the great people I know you've got lined up.
1: Uh, all right. Thanks so much, Sue. Talk to you soon. Uh, Thanks, Dave. Bye. All right. Oh, all right. Another good one in the books. I sure hope everyone out there listening enjoyed Sue. Uh, But first and foremost, before we wrap it up, what do we got for a couple of takeaways, Ron?
0: Uh, I'm looking at five, looking at five, trying to figure out which ones he is. You got to cut cut some of those down. I'm cutting some. Um, Let's do with, let's, let's go with the ups. I think that's important, right? So it's almost the end of the year, right? Where people are going to start making the famed, I'm not going to do something huge in January, the resolution that is going to end in February, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a challenge out now. Like, why don't you just make a a, a choice and not have the should ofs in 2021? Think of it like this. 2020 took away something that you were used to doing and you had to get uncomfortable to do something different. So why don't you purposely go get uncomfortable and see what amazing things happen? So that's what love it. it. That's one second one. This one was vital to us. Something that I know helped us tremendously, tremendously get rid of excess noise. Yeah. Find a couple people really understand what they're about put it into practice, actually take action steps to make progress in your business or your side hustle or whatever it is you're doing, but actually make action steps and goals to make things happen. Yes. Love it. So
1: if anybody out there listening, take a moment and stop. Remove all the excess noise right? Find a way that you can improve upon yourself, whether it's through a coach, because uh, even Google says everyone should have a coach, right? And and so if you stop, get rid of the excess noise, find the coach. And then uh, my favorite thing that Sue had said today was find your fire, right? So if you had your, got the rid of the noise, you went ahead and got rid of the should because you found your fire in 2021. Nothing will stop you. Take the time the rest of 2020 and find your fire. Get rid of the should-haves and make something impactful for your life and others uh, for next year. But all right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Definitely, if you're not in our Facebook group, go check it out. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. We would love to see you there. And uh, again, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.